0: Good morning. So, just wanted to check you all can hear me okay at the back. If I start to get quiet, then please wave and I'll do my best to speak up. So, this morning we're continuing this process of establishing the wholesome, releasing the unwholesome, purifying the mind. And there's a hugely powerful support for that whole process, and that's establishing a strong foundation of mindfulness of the body. As you know, that's the first establishment of mindfulness in the Satipatthana Sutta. And attuning to the body, as we are doing through this process of attunement, of listening carefully, often what we start to find is just how much tension is stored there. You know, all of us in our daily lives are subject to immense amounts of stimuli and stresses and challenges that we have to navigate. And the body responds. And the body tends to store different kinds of tension and tightness and discomfort. Very often the first few days of a retreat are just having patience as we settle into the stillness, the silence, the slowing down. that's available here at Temuata. So sometimes I think of this process as uh, like the ponga ferns. We see some of the ferns have that tight bud that's curled up. And as we relax and settle that panga fern just very naturally, organically releases. And then we see the beauty of the entire fern frond start to emerge. And metaphorically, that's a little of what's happening here. So we want to meet that discomfort in the body with as much kindness as we can. And this isn't easy because most of us, I think, are acculturated to living more in our heads in thought land. And thought land is this kind of mythical parallel reality that hovers just above actual reality. Actually, sometimes it's quite a long way away from actual reality. And it's a thought world that we are in the habit of constructing, concocting, fabricating, and then inhabiting that thought world as if it was reality. And so we're living out of alignment with the truth, which, as we know, is a core source of dukkha, stress, distress, suffering. So the antidote to that getting lost in thought world (coughs) is to keep coming home to the body, to the actual physical reality of here, of now, of this present moment. And every time we're in contact with the immediacy of our embodied experience, we're no longer lost in the past. We're no longer fantasizing about the future. Again, though, this isn't easy, because most of us have a highly developed habit, of spinning out into thoughts as an unconscious way of avoiding escaping discomfort. And the mind tends to run amok when we come into contact with discomfort to start to loop out and to proliferate, papancha in pali. And Papancha is that well-known tendency to, you could say, to catastrophize, to ruminate, to obsess, to loop. And one of the models of experience that I've found helpful is from one of my teachers, Gil Fronsdal, where he lays out how we experience the world in terms of a kind of a wheel, or you could think of as a disc. And at the center of the wheel is the body. The body is at the hub of this wheel. And then as we receive sense contacts, sights and sounds and smells and tastes and physical sensations and mental activity, all of those stimuli are received as pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. And those basic reactions become the building block that pushes us into liking and disliking and wanting and not wanting. And from there, if there's no mindfulness, into proliferation. So now we're very far from the center of the wheel. Proliferation is on the hub, uh, sorry, is on the rim of the wheel and the body is at the center. And we can understand this when we find ourselves spinning out. Let that spinning out be a kind of a mindfulness bell to realize we've got caught in that kind of centrifugal force and come back to the center of the wheel, the hub. Because actually the hub of the wheel feels to be moving less fast. The further we are from the center of the body, the more there is that force, that tendency to spin out. So coming back to the hub, to the relative stillness of the center, is a powerful antidote from getting lost in spinning out. So in this next session, we're going to continue the process of listening, of attuning to the body and inviting ease. So I'll begin by just uh, inviting you to tune into some of the areas of the body where we often do tend to hold tightness or tension, where there's some stiffening, some sense of bracing or resisting And just seeing if some of that tension and holding might soften a little. So let's begin just by establishing your sitting position. Taking a few moments just to settle the body into a posture where you can find a balance of alertness and some degree of ease. tuning into the steadiness of the body, sitting in contact with the floor, the ground. Beneath that, the earth itself, papatuanuku. taking your seat, taking your place upon the earth, and tuning into that steadiness and the stability of the ground beneath your feet and your legs. Sensing into the contact of the sitting bones with the cushion, the bench or the chair. And just inviting the weight of the body to settle a little more fully into that support. So you can begin to let go of any unnecessary holding on or holding up And just let gravity do its work. Let the body settle a little more fully into the ground, into the supports beneath you. So the lower part of the body is establishing a stable base. And then from that base, the spine and the torso can emerge just a little straighter, a little more upright, extending upwards into the space around you. And the weight of the head is balanced very naturally at the top of the spinal column, not jutting forward, but supported at the top of the spine so that the muscles in the neck and the shoulders can soften a little. The shoulder blades can drape down the back. And the hands can find a natural resting position on your legs or together in your lap. So the whole body now is expressing this balance of groundedness. And spaciousness, alertness, and ease. And then within this framework of the whole body sitting, we can gather the awareness a little more closely now and connect it to the experience of breathing. We're maintaining the same relaxed and receptive attitude as we just open to the sensations of each in-breath and each out-breath. Just letting the attention rest on the rhythm of breathing in and breathing out. Remembering that we're not trying to change the breath in any way. We're just receiving it exactly as it is. So whether it's long or short, rough or smooth, deep or shallow, tense or relaxed, it doesn't matter. We just stay attentive and know the physical experience of breathing in, the physical experience of breathing out. But to begin with, we're just resting on the rising and falling, the swelling and subsiding. Almost as if we are floating in the ocean and just knowing the body rising and falling with each in breath, each out breath. Very relaxed to settle back floating on that sense of swelling and subsiding, rising and falling. And of course, of course, at times, we'll notice that the attention has moved away, has been pulled more towards the outer rim of the wheel. You might be starting to get entangled in some kind of proliferation. Concocting a thought world. And when we notice this without any trace of judgment, just inviting the awareness back to the hub of the wheel, re-establishing the felt sense of the body sitting, the body breathing. And resting the awareness again on that gentle rhythm of breathing in and breathing out. Now that the awareness is a little more steady and stable, without tightening up in any way, we can bring a little closer attention to the details of breathing in and breathing out. Just noticing, attuning to the different sensations as you breathe in sensations of expanding rising maybe pressure perhaps a slight pause or a moment of stillness and then the outbreath sensations of subsiding and softening and sinking And then again, a slight pause or gap or transition before the next in-breath begins. You might notice a flow of different sensations, including warmth or coolness, different degrees of moisture or dryness. pressure, and release. So just settling back and receiving this changing flow of sensations as you breathe in and as you breathe out. Now that the awareness is a little more steady and a little more refined, we can open up the lens of the awareness beyond just the sensations of breathing to attune to sensations anywhere in the body. So just letting the awareness naturally connect with whatever sensations call it, different sensations arising and staying for a while, then passing away, There could be sensations of pressure or hardness, heaviness different qualities of the earth element. In different times, experiences of fluidity and cohesion, moisture, stickiness, liquidity, fluidity, Experiences of warmth or heat or coolness interplaying around the body and the movement of air. through the lungs and in other cavities of the body. Wind, air, coming and going. So just staying settled back, relaxed and receiving. All these different sensations coming and going. Some of them staying for a while. Some of them just momentary. Pulsing and tingling and twitching. All those different signals of this body's aliveness. And responsiveness. Just staying steady and present and knowing this flow of sensations moment to moment. As you continue attuning to and listening deeply to the experience of the body, it's possible that some of the sensations you find there are in the terrain of what we might ordinarily call pain. And rather than just automatically moving or adjusting the body, think if you can take a few moments to bring an attitude, of kind curiosity to that experience. To simply receive it as experiences of heat or pressure or pulling or numbness or tightness, warmth. fricking, twitching, and so on, staying present, staying curious, just listening, attuning. And then as needed, you might slowly and mindfully adjust the posture. And then bringing awareness to any relief, release or ease. At some point you might recognize that the mind has got entangled in some other kind of experience, maybe caught up in some extended thinking. And without judging it, we can discern the effects of that thinking on the body. Very often it creates tension. Tension perhaps around the eyes or the jaw or the shoulders. Again, we can just soften any tension that can be softened and reestablish awareness on the simple rhythm of breathing in and breathing out. And seeing if we can find the pleasantness that comes from simply being present with embodied experience. Because that pleasantness can be a kind of a counterpoint to the seduction of getting lost in thinking. So settling back into the simple pleasantness of being present with embodied experience, moment to moment. So you might notice that there's a little more refinement of sati, of mindfulness now. And that we're developing a little more steadiness of samadhi, of gatheredness, of collectedness, of non-distractedness. And these are really precious resources. So don't squander them. This is an aspect of right effort to maintain a relaxed continuity of awareness through everything that we're doing. Even very experienced meditators tend to have a semi-conscious hierarchy that what happens here on the cushion is of the most importance. And then walking, yeah, you know, we're aware, but we're really just waiting for the next sitting. And then everything else is just sort of filler before we can get back to the real practice of sitting. So instead of that, I invite you to flatten the hierarchy. The moment before the bell rings at the end of the sitting and the moment right after, there are equal opportunities to strengthen sati and samadhi. And so is every other activity that we're involved in here. The Satipatthana Sutta is very explicit about bringing mindfulness to sitting, walking, standing, lying down, to speaking and keeping quiet, to eating, to urinating, to defecating. Everything we do is folded into this practice of mindfulness. And one of the benefits of the daily routine being on retreat being so much the same as we start and we can start to notice where do we habitually lose the mindfulness so sometimes you might hear the bell ring for wake up in the morning you're aware of hearing hearing and then you're getting out of the shower how did that happen so you recognize oh and then the next time the bell rings to wake up and you're going for the shower. You can set a stronger determination to really pay attention. There's a whole world of experiences to know just in taking a shower. The sights and the smells and the tastes and the tactile sensations. For many people, the dining room is another place where we habitually disconnect, get agitated, find our awareness leaking out, getting involved in other people's business. But as uh, one of my friends said the other day, we don't need to know how much or how little other people are eating. So just to bring awareness to that inner keeping, what we call guarding the sense doors. We don't, know, we don't need to know who's coming up the driveway. we can save ourselves a whole lot of proliferation by just keeping our awareness inward. So again, that phrase from the Thai meditation teacher, Upasika Ki Nanayan, she talks about an inward staying, unentangled knowing. That's really what we're cultivating here. And it develops its own momentum, so that inward staying starts to become more the default as we refrain that tendency to leak out. So inward staying, unentangled knowing. And usually when we have the practice meetings, we'll invite you just to explore with us what you're aware of in the sitting, what you're aware of in the walking, and what you're aware of in the daily activities. (coughs) So don't neglect bringing awareness to those.